Now, you're listening to the God Chasers Podcast, hosted by the homie Brinson. You God chasing or not? We chase God. We chase God. We chase God. You know what it is when you see us coming. Force in the darkness, they be running. Bring it up, ain't no games, we own something. I chase God. We chase God. I chase God. We chase God. But what? We chase God. I chase God. We chase God. But what? I chase God. I chase God. We chase God. But what? I chase God. I chase God. You go chasing on that episode 141. You are now tuned in to the freshest 30 minutes in podcast land, the God Chases podcast, talking all things Christian hip hop, playing the hottest music, and encouraging those who have a heart for ministry in ministry, entrepreneurs and kingdompreneurs. This podcast is for you. Go to ironbrinson.com or godchases.com, sign up for the email list, and keep up to date with all things podcast related and God Chases entertainment related. And you can get a copy of my book, 10 Things Every Christian Hip Hop Artist Should Know, and you can pick it up on Amazon. Amazon.com. Make sure you follow me on social media. God chases on Instagram and I am Brinson on Twitter. And if this episode bless you, make sure you go to iTunes, leave a five star rating and a comment. And I want to give a shout out to all my people in San Francisco, Cleveland, Jacksonville, Seattle, Houston, Raleigh, Washington, Wichita, Los Angeles, El Paso is in the house, San Jose, Charlotte, Seattle, and all my friends abroad in Germany, France, Thailand, Ireland, the Netherlands, Taiwan, the UK, New Zealand, Japan, Austria, Australia. We are praying for you and we are praying for all the people in Puerto Rico who was affected by the six earthquakes last night. And this morning we have the special 2019 recap with two of my brothers right here last year. You heard them here. Sketch has been on here before. So Sketch, the journalist and Ready Writer is here. We are going to talk about all things 2019 and this will not be a 30 minute episode because we are going to get it in today. What's happening fellas? What's going on? Y'all waiting to take turns, huh? <laughs> I thought we said it at the same time. What's going on? Sketch, what's popping with you, dude? I'm good, man. Uh, just chilling here in the Houston area, enjoying a little bit of just got done a couple weeks of, of Christmas, and now trying to plot things for 2020 and uh, put together a good list for us to talk about today. Okay, okay. And I seen on your Twitter page you were saying you jumping back in to a lot of your writing bag. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of took a break there. Um, had some personal stuff in my life, but I um, feel like I'm, I have the door open to kind of get back into that as I see and hopefully promote some of the great people that are doing good music for the kingdom. Uh, as, as I use my, my talents and I'm in platforms to kind of lift them up and reflect God. So. Amen, amen. And ready, we know that you have not put down the pen. If you want to let people know what's going on, you know, let them know. If not, we gonna keep going. What you, what you go, what you gonna tell them? So, working with a producer, I got a plan. I'm gonna try to put out a lot of music this year. I got a lot of stuff going on with that. So, um, the, the beginning of that was the song I put out last month. If you haven't heard this, it's a Christmas song, so check it out. But that's pretty much it for now. Just working on that. Always writing. I got ten thousand songs, just never put them out. So. I'm going to try to do something. Hopefully, y'all get it. And hopefully, you know, it's something for people that's my age. If Word. that's not a hint. So, Word. Yeah. And the song he's referring to is called Comfort and Joy. And you can pick that up 
on iTunes, I believe now, and you can go to noisetrade.com backslash ready writer. You can pick that up and four other mixtapes. So let's jump into this top of 2019, fellas. Let's go to movies first. So I I think my list is a little extensive. I got 10, everybody. Else I got I think got five. So I'ma give my five first and my first five, and then we're gonna get to the second time five and we just gonna go. So at number 10, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. The reason it's number 10, let me just say this first. 2019 was not a great year for movies. Do y'all agree with that? Agreed. Yeah, I'm still gonna come up with five. <laughs> I, I mean, 2018, the movie game, they wrecked everything. 2019, as far as movies, was like maybe the weakest year we've had in a long time. Even even though we had a few comic book movies or whatnot, but it was still weak. Um, let me just say yeah. this first: the, the worst movie of this year was Ad Astra. So Brad Pitt. No, let's 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 just start there. Let me. I just need to get that off my chest. Ad Astra. I was in the movie theater, just like, what's happening with my life? And this is time I can't get back. So, so number yeah, ten. Is, that one they kind of questioned the God right or something like that. I didn't see it. I it it was like his dad and was an astronaut was in space. He didn't come back. He went out there. To go see if he can find the crew. His dad ended up being crazy. Who was Tommy Lee Jones? It was just a wreck. I was like, I would rather watch a hamster in a wheel just keep going in this movie. It was it was crazy. So <laughs> number ten, Rise of Skywalker, Star Wars. The reason it's number ten. Um, the first time I seen it, it was good because they had to clean up so much from Return of the Jedi. It was better than Return of the Jedi. It wasn't that great of a movie. So if Rise of Skywalker is number 10, we know 2019 is not in a good place. Um, number nine, I had Joker at nine. Um, it was cool. I mean, uh, I know the guy just won an award for it. I wouldn't have gave him one, but what you gonna do? It Heath Ledger ruined it for everybody. Number eight. True. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm gonna keep going. Number eight. Godzilla King of Monsters. I enjoyed that more than the Joker in Star Wars. D- did y'all see that one? I didn't see that one. Oh, see, y'all skipped. Okay, well then there it is. So what what essentially what's happening, they're setting up the movie of Godzilla versus King Kong. Oh, actually I did see that. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Okay. I did see that. Yeah, see, so, I just saw the last weekend. So it was, it was, it was a pretty good one. Okay, so number, where are we? Seven. Yep, number seven, Hobbs and Shaw, Fast and Furious. Yep, S- super unbelievable, but you know what? It, it was entertaining, and I mean, I thought Roman Reigns did a good job. He didn't have that much of a speaking role. That's why he did a good job. I was happy with it. You know, <laughs> um, The Rock was being The Rock. And yeah, number six, the Lion King. Huh? Okay. The Lion King. <laughs> the, the Lion King. The Lion King was good. I thought it was going to be horrible. 
I was pleasantly surprised. I enjoyed it more than Hobbs and Shaw. It's like even though I've seen the movie, but it was still was good. So now we're on five. So did you like did you like it better than the, the cartoon version? Mm, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Cause cause the car I'll tell you this. Scar in the live action, he killed it. Scar was amazing. I mean, the only mm-hmm. thing that brought the movie down was Beyonce, cause she, you know, I don't think she's that great of of an actress, cause she have like one mode. Like, I don't. If she's excited, she still yeah. sound the same. <laughs> so, yeah. what you gonna do? So, number five sketch. What you got for five? If you got five. I uh, yeah, I don't think I've got that. Much, but uh, Toy Story four. Toy Story. Been, All right. Yeah, I've been a big fan of that franchise and. It seems like they've done quality work in, in every, you know, version of that. Um, so I haven't gotten tired. The animation's good. Um, and then uh, I like uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, the Mr. Rogers movie. Okay. Um, okay. Both, wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. You got to stay on four. You got to stay on five. We're going to go five. We're going to go across five and then four and then three and then below. So. Okay. Toy so Story. the only two that I really thought of <laughs> recently. Oh, wow. So, ready? what you I got for go five? What I got for five? Uh, Alita Battle Angel. Oh, that came out this year? Yep. Saw that with my son. We we, we, we liked it. It's based on an anime. Um, they tried to... It was overall, to me, it was a good movie. We saw it again when it came out on DVD. I still agree that's the top five movie of this year. Of this year, that's been a weaker year. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I I didn't know that came out this year. I saw that and it was amazing. Yeah. All right, number I got five. I got Aladdin. Surprise, surprise. Oh, my Aladdin is higher up. Yeah, <laughs> Aladdin killed it. I mean, it was it was good. I mean, I here's the thing. I went into it preconceived nobody can outdo Robin Williams and I'm not saying Will Smith outdid Robin Williams what I am saying is he took the character and made it it, its own thing without disrespecting Robin Williams's character so they did he didn't do equally as good as Robin Williams because Robin Williams at at this point is the goat as genie but Will Smith was a great Mm -hmm. genie so number yeah, four, number four sketch. What you got? Uh, Beyonce Homecoming. So that was a, a Netflix documentary about her Coachella set. It was just uh, phenomenal to to watch and kind of relive. I remember watching that live when it came out, and then to see the kind of the documentary uh, how she kind of put it together was kind of a, a cool thing. What um, was the name again? Uh, Homecoming by it's Beyonce's Homecoming it's on Netflix. Oh, shows okay. the documentary of making her Coachella set, mm. uh, which they called Beachella with the uh, HBCU um, marching bands uh, all behind her and stuff. So. All right, ready? Number four, what you got? Number four, I got Hobbs and Shaw. Um, I got a teammate. So me and my wife was trying to escape. We snuck out early in the morning on a Saturday when we saw Hobbs and Shaw at the luxury theater. <laughs> It was a good look. Um, just action. Also, like you said, unbelievable. But it still was, you know, it was what I was going to be. I was not <clears throat> lit down at all. 
So number four, Holland Shaw. Number four. Number four, what I had, Shazam. Shazam was number four. Man, it was mainly because it was a good, it was written out good. It was a, a good DC movie in the ending with uh all of the kids as Shazam was a good surprise. And if you've seen it, spoiler, sorry, but it was good. So it mm-hmm. it was it was really cool. So number three, sketch where you got. El Camino, the, the uh, Breaking Bad movie that's on Netflix was kind of a, a nice, uh, I guess maybe it wasn't entirely necessary, but it's nice to kind of revisit those characters and see where Jesse ended up at the end of that story. If you followed that series, uh, it was a good good movie. And it's a, a bit of a surprise. It kind of came out of nowhere and then uh, they just had it on Netflix. So. Okay, okay, okay. Ready what you got? Shazam. Mm. So, you want to saw that as a family. It was funny. I didn't go into it expecting too much. Um, and that's probably why I liked it so much. And you know, hit the keynotes. It was funny. It was a good contained story. A good introduction to the, to the Shazam character. Um, like you said, the end was good. I thought overall it was, it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. Um, so we are what number three? My number three is John Wick three. John Wick. Ah. John, <laughs> John, John John Wick three was was really good. I'm trying to remember what the guy played on. I want to say he was um he wasn't on Iron Chef was it? but this this one he is, he's on he's on Iron Chef America he that, played on Only the Strong back in the day the karate dude yes yeah. yes he was amazing in this movie and I was like where do I know this cat from and it's Iron Chef and he was funny uh, just seeing the dude from Bill and Ted Excellent Adventure just do what he do that would like I thoroughly enjoyed John Wick and Holly Berry just seeing how oh yeah her training and her with the dogs i mean you know girl power that's all i mean she she did it like she did it so you know and and she did she did do it you know what i'm saying and now it wasn't nobody was mesmerized by the the holly berry beauty thing it was all the gunplay so john wick it was mm-hmm. just we knew what we was getting into and it it was good so number 2 uh oh we're getting close. Sketch what you got for number two. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. This is a Mr. Rogers movie with Tom Hanks. And uh, just made me really kind of revisit that character. I enjoyed the Mr. Rogers documentary the year before. And I uh, thought Tom Hanks did a really good job at it. And uh, you just get that sense of, of kindness and you feel good at walking out of it. Mmm, so. mmm, mm. Ready what you got? Uh, Aladdin. So, I didn't intend on seeing Aladdin, but I remember you saying it was good. So, me and me and um, my son and my wife sat down and watched it. And I'm not so much for musicals, but I actually hate musicals. Um, they had some musical parts in there. Mm-hmm. I, wasn't, I wasn't sold on Will Smith in the beginning, but I feel like he did a great job. It was funny. Um, good story. It was just a good movie. Yep. So, yeah. 
Number two, Aladdin. So my number two and my number one was flip flop. So my number two is Twenty One Bridges. Twenty. Ah, see, I didn't see that yet. Oh man, Twenty One Bridges was a is a real suspense movie. That's what's been missing. In Hollywood, I believe, like real suspense movies that even if you think you know what's going to happen, you're still on the edge of your seat, like guessing like what's about to happen. Like, I think I watch so much TV, which is shameful that I can pretty much know the script, but they had so many twists and turns in it that it made the movie very enjoyable. Check with Bozeman was 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 phenomenal because every time i see him i wanted him to say something about wakanda but he didn't and he had another <laughs> he had another accent so i was like 21 bridges it was the jam i walked out of out of that movie like okay this and the russo brothers did it so they know how to do some action stuff so all right here we go number one sketch where you at Cap. who Cap. Cat. Cat. C A T S. C A T S. Cats. Wow. That was it's just a joke. I, I, see that one I did not. No, I, I didn't see it either. I, I stayed away. That thing freaked me out the whole time. Like I've known about it as a Broadway show. There's no way I was going to go <laughs> in the theater and watch it either. So. But apparently that's like the worst movie of the year. Uh, I know you said another one, Brenton, but uh, people have been dogging cats. Uh, pun intended. People has been dogging cats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I I don't think cats is worse than Ad Astra. Like, I mean, we'll see. Now, now I just want to yeah. see it just to see which one is worse. Yeah. <laughs> No, I just had four, so I'll let you guys go on. I guess the Mr. Rogers one was my number one. Okay, okay. Ready? What you got for numero uno? Of course. Endgame. There's nothing else you can put there. There's nothing else. Nothing else was that good. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing else was that good. That was an easy one. I mean, yeah, it was easy. Like it was the biggest it was the biggest movie of the year. I mean, Captain America getting Thor's hammer. Like, I think when I did the podcast reviewing that, I should have already told everybody this is going to be the number one movie of the year. But, mm-hmm. I mean, what, what you going to do? But, yeah, in-game, number one movie of 2019. And, and let me say this. In-game was not as good as Infinity War. I don't care what anybody says. Like, it was good. Don't get me wrong. Infinity War was the jam. Like that just tipped the scale of Hollywood. Like you guys already know it's it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. That's a wrap. Let's do let's do some. Well, that t- wasn't it. Go ahead. That wasn't the best superhero movie this decade, though. So I'm just say that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Which one would you put there? The- uh Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. I can't get. I it. just would. It was I, a better movie. I can't get better action. It, I I can't <laughs> get. Ahead. I can't give it to Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman to me is a Captain America ripoff. 
like the first Captain America, what he did and what she's doing. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm straight. It's like Thor and Captain America merged into a movie and, and pop out Wonder Woman. I can't give it to her. I can't do it. And, and Wonder Woman, I, I really enjoyed Wonder Woman. I can't give it to her. I mean, I, I wouldn't put Wonder Woman over Man of Steel. Uh, I don't know. Man of Steel was the jam. Man, it was good. It was good. Like I can't, I can't put it over that. I wouldn't put Wonder Woman over Civil War. I wouldn't put her over Black Panther. Definitely not Infinity War. Um. So I would, I would have Wonder Woman, and then I would have Wolverine. Uh, Logan, the one Logan, because I thought that was a great movie. Yeah, that was so, good. Oh yeah, Logan was good. Logan was good. They 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 killed it with Logan and actually killed Logan. So yeah. <laughs> so let's go top five TV shows. Sketch, you don't have those, do you? I do. Okay. Okay. So I, I come up with them. So All right. So number five, I would say. Uh, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm gonna go first. So we're gonna go opposite way. So number okay. five. I got FBI top TV shows. Oh, that's a good one. FBI be killing it. That's one of the shows I that's watch all, all the time. And um, yeah, FBI is five. What you got ready? You still in the middle, bro. <laughs> so show that just came on. It's called The Unicorn. And it's about a man who loses his wife. Mm-hmm. And um, he has two girls. And now he's a middle-aged man with a... Uh, you know, with, with a good job, you know, good personal skills, and he's a unicorn because all the women see him like that kind of guy shouldn't still exist or shouldn't still be married. Mm-hmm. So it's a funny movie, nice little cast on it. I watch it because I like funny stuff. So the unicorn, okay. yeah. Sketch what you got? Uh, this one's a, a little, admittedly, a little bit cheesy, but I still like it, and it gets me in my feelings every now and then. But uh, this is us. This is so, us. Oh, this is us. Sketch likes to cry. Man. That's, that is, that is, <laughs> hey, I, I'm trying to get in touch with my feelings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, some, what movie What movie did me dirty this year? What, it, was, it was a movie. <laughs> what was it? Toy Story almost got me. Yeah. Toy Story almost mm. got me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, my number one TV show got me. But uh, let's see. Okay. This is us. Number four, I have um, Blackish. Blackish. Mm. Okay, Blackish yeah. is my number four. Uh, I still think it's funny. Um, they, they, they tackle hard things for people to communicate with hard issues they 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 lighten it up and they bring like w- one thing that made me really pay more attention to it out um i was going to a predominantly white church and one of the pastors came up to me and he was like he was a white guy he was like man me and my wife have been binge watching blackish and i'm just looking like you y'all been doing who and <laughs> just to hear his take on the, the topics in how much he agreed with everything and i was like okay all right let me look at it some more so after that event 
I really got into it and I was like, all right, this this is actually funny. They got smart jokes. They do a whole bunch of throwbacks. And when the guy dressed up like Shonuff from The Last Dragon, I was like, that's it. They did they did it. <laughs> they did it. They did it. They did it. Ready what you got? So the new show that just came out a couple of months ago, uh it's called All Rise. Uh, oh, about yeah. a woman judge. Misty Knight. Um I, I'm not normally a guy who likes uh like judge kind of shows. I like Law and Order, but I, I wasn't sure I was gonna like this one. But then I tried a couple of the episodes and it's a similar situation where they paint where they talk a lot about modern day topics mm-hmm. inside the courtroom. Um it's just a good show. Um yeah. so I would I would say anybody should try that show out. So yeah. All rise. All rise. That you know that's Misty Knight from um the Marvel shows, right? Yeah, I know. She from Luke Cage. She Luke was a, um, Cage. She was yep. the, the cop. She was the cop on Luke Cage. They got yeah. they got her looking way better than the Marvel did. See, I ain't want to say that, but yeah, <laughs> it's all truth, brother. It's all truth. It's all truth. It's all truth. What you got for number four sketch? Uh, a Netflix show that I watched and watched over the Christmas break, uh, Raising Dion. Uh, about a single mother raising a kid with powers. Um, so it's a little bit of a superhero origin story, but kind of told through the eyes of a this single mom that's raising them. So mm-hmm. uh, family-friendly show that you can watch on that. Day. There we go. There we go. Okay. My no- try that one. I- go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I said I- I've seen it a lot on Netflix, you know, just scrolling through, but I didn't know what it was about, so I never tried to watch it. So I'm going to try to watch that now. Yeah, yeah, that's how I do it. So my number three, Jack Reacher, Amazon oh, yeah. original with Jim from Jim Halpert from the Office, who I could never see as anybody else than Jim Halpert turned Jack Reacher out. Like they really smashed with that in the. What's the guy from the the black guy? He's from Suits. That's where he's from, and they they really did good with this. It's, it wasn't as good as the first season. Second season is is, is still good. So Jack Reacher is my number three. Um, Amazon Prime Prime show. What you got ready? So for those for those of us who do for those of y'all who don't know me, I watch anime. So me and my son watch anime. So one of my favorite shows that was like my favorite show last year, which is My Hero My Hero Academia. Yep. This is a great show. Um, if anybody's watching Naruto or Naruto, however you want to pronounce it, similar kind of rocky character who builds himself up and becomes powerful. Um, and I want to and I want to put a slash in there. Uh, another movie that people call possibly the anime of the decade, Demon Slayer. Mm. So. I would say try out either one of those if you like anime or if you, you know, you want to try it out. Those two are great, two great animes to try it out. Okay. So My Hero Academia slash Demon Slayer. That's your number three. Okay. Yeah. Sketch what you got. Uh, I know you'll appreciate this one and ready Mike too. Uh, AEW Dynamite. Oh! So this- <laughs> oh! Yes. Yes, yes. So this year we had a, a new uh, wrestling company um, emerge uh, with the Elite and those guys. It's on TNT. It gives you those kind of throwback nitro feels. And it's something that um, 
I enjoy just putting on and kind of seeing how they're doing things differently than WWE. So, yes. So my number two is AEW Dynamite. (laughs) (laughs) Cody Rhodes, Tony Khan. Thank you very much. I have been to a grand total of, I believe, three AEW events live. Um, next month is going to make four, and I'm going to. This will be my second pay per view event. Um, the first one I went to was actually with Sketch. He flew down to Jacksonville for a yeah, man. Fighter Fest. Um, Orange Cassidy, if you don't know who he is, look him up. He's the most dangerous man in wrestling. Uh, put some people in the mm-hmm. hospital, but you're going to just Orange Cassidy, lethal kicks. That's all I'm going to say right there. Um, yeah. AEW Dynamite Women's Division, they have the best tag team division on television. Lucha Brothers, Lucha Bros, I'm sorry, Lucha Bros, um, the Young Bucks, Private Party, like the list goes on and on and on. Pride and Powerful, AEW Dynamite is the jam it could have been number one but you know i i had to hold down my excitement um yeah <laughs> n- number two ready what you got i know you i know we not in sync with AEW dynamite so so um i'm a soldier i was in the military for nine years a show that kind of pulls at my heartstrings personally is seal team seal so, team, seal is team covers a lot of topics that like this season, they particularly they talked about veterans and the suicide rate and the different kind of things that go on that veterans fight coming back from deployment. I've deployed as well to Afghanistan. So I understand some of that stuff and I see it on a different level when I see them going through what they go through. Yep. So SEAL Team is something I just don't miss. Mm. This is one of my favorite shows. Yep. So, yeah, that's the one for me. If I had a tie, I would tie a... No, I wouldn't tie. I would tell you, Jack Reacher... With SEAL team, so yeah, 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 yeah. Sketch. Yeah, my next one would be um, a show on on Hulu called Remy, mm-hmm. uh, written and produced by a comedian whose first name is Remy, so it's very autobiographical. But um, he's a he's a Muslim uh, millennial kid trying to find his way, and it shows kind of the um, the tension he finds between wanting to be true to his faith and like try to be a guy of this world. So. Even though it's not a faith that I share, I learned a lot from it. It was funny. It was interesting. Um, so I definitely recommend it. Remy, R-E-M-Y. Okay. Number one, drum roll. I don't have any drum roll effects. So here we go. Number one, Star Wars Rebels. Star, the cartoon? The cartoon. Okay. Star Wars Rebels. This was quote unquote the final season with 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 uh Ezra Bridger, Kanan, the Jedi who got turned blind. They had Vader on it, Darth Maul was on it. It showed the the real death of Darth Maul when Obi-Wan was in the desert. It had they had a part in it at the end where uh Kane and Jerry sacrificed himself to save everybody. He died with nobody was expecting on this episode. That's the episode that got me. It got me. That was good. It, it got, was good. It got me. That part was good. 
that's when I knew that that's when I knew this was gonna be number one. I was like, anything that took me from extreme high to extreme low to throw the remote, that's number one. <laughs> when, you, when you throw the remote, it's over. I mean, it's it's like, what you gonna do? And then the end left you on a cliffhanger, and also Ahsoka Ahsoka was there. I mean, what else do you want in life? She's there. So and, and Dark Vader. And Dark come on, man. Yep. Star Wars Rebels. If you got Disney Plus, do your oh we forgot the Mandalorian. Lord Jesus. Sure did. That's the first thing I thought <laughs> Lord about was that Disney Jesus. <laughs> so let me do this. Let me retract FBI off. And we're gonna replace <laughs> FBI with the Mandalorian. Forgive us, Disney people. The Mandalorian. So so let me just say this. When it's good, it's really good. When they have a dud, they have a dud. So I'm gonna just keep it there. But my number one, Star Wars Rebels last season, I put it up against anything that they showing this year. Throw the remote hashtag. Wow. Ready? What you got? Number wow. one. So this year around this time, no, in February, I got sick. I had to flu for a whole week. Amazon Prime Prime came out with this uh, show called The Informer. Mm. Similar situation um, as Remy. It's, it's telling the story of, I believe they're in London or some, somewhere like that, of a guy who is, um, he is Arabic. And essentially, something happens where he gets jammed up and the police basically uh, say, if you don't do what we want you to do, we're going to send your mother back to Iran. Mm. So he ends up becoming an informant for the police. And then you see a relationship developing between him and the cop. And you see a number of things happen. And it has a crazy twist at the end. It's only one season. It's like a... If it, I, I kind of see BBC shows. They, they seem better to me. So it almost feels mm-hmm. like a BBC show. But it's well shot. I mean, I would say if you got time... And you got Prime. Sit down and watch that show. I'm telling you, it's great. Mm. Informer. Informer. Okay, I'm going to have to write Informer down. Sketch number one. Drum roll. Yeah, my, num- my number one was uh, Stranger Things 3. Mm. Um, so I thought it was ah. a really great season. Had a very much the just the fun feel of the 80s, like action movies. Uh, you know, Russia is the big villain and that sort of thing. And I, I really enjoyed this season better than last one for sure. So, all right, I think I think we about to go to what's everybody been waiting on since this is a Christian hip hop podcast. <laughs> we we're going to the number the the top five. I think everybody got five. I got a little more than five. Um, albums of the year. Now I'm 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 gonna just say this. I have an asterisk on my number one. I got asterisks, so I go I go with that. So before before we get into the five, I got to do honorable mentions. Honorable mention one K drama. How do you say this? Ellie Glit Gay I don't know. El, his last project and it got sessions in it. So it starts with an E. This is his tenth album. He's he 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 got me by one album. I'm working on number 10. He put out 10. And just for him to get to this feat, 
to know his 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 journey struggles ups and downs i always tell people that k drama is like the poster board for christian rap because he's the happiest guy you'll ever meet nicest guy you'll ever meet still he was in jacksonville tore down the place still can go into a building wreck it in a live show and do his thing love jesus smile everybody so my hat goes off to k drama salute you brother 10 albums is crazy um my next honorable mention petty d was on a hiatus for i believe eight years or something like that um eight years come back with alien is the name of his album it sound like somebody put him in like a, a freezer bag put him in the freezer took him out and he haven't missed a beat and he still he still do his thing so with that being said honorable mentions um zay hill red ranger three was was dope king chav the leftovers honorable mention let me see one two three four oh king chav was number five so and let me let me say this because last year i caught some heat for putting my album at number one so i'm always going to think i'm i'm numero uno so i'm i took myself out but i want you to know in the back (laughs) of your mind reversing tomorrow you know what i'm about to say so i can't say it but reversing tomorrow that's all i'm saying so number five we're gonna start with ready where you at so let me uh do my honorable mentions right okay two so john keys olympus okay if you don't know about john keys you're sleeping Mm. he's dope he's a ruslan artist um ruslan also came out with a good project this year covered a lot of good topics on it um my other um honorable mention is chrome here's mud in your eye but theory has it that's i know everybody's sleeping on it but you probably mm-hmm. slept on it real hard but i will tell you to go pick it up it's good mm-hmm. um so with that said my number five is no big deal lower case tape no mm-hmm. just dope mm-hmm. just dope uh he mastered the modern style no big deal can rap he can rap with your rap. He can do any kind of rap. He can give it to you that way. Um, good, good music, good topics. I just liked it. Um, by far, one of the best I've heard this year. So that's why it's my number five. Okay, so I'll go. Uh, sketch, you go in the middle. Uh, my number five, I'll, this is a bit unconventional, but uh, the 116 Click did a deluxe version of their gift album at Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I just really enjoyed it. And it occurred to me that this may be their best album i i I feel like you could argue that i feel like it's got a very like grown-up sound but there's a lot of good content in it it's god glorifying um it feels like you can play it it's somewhat timeless too so uh and so they they put it out last year and then they added three or four songs this year but i played it a lot at christmas and i feel like you could still throw it out every now and then to just go back and enjoy it so one one six click the gifts Okay. Okay. Mm, that was good. Yeah, that was good. So my five, I man, Fidel Church Trap. Consistent sound from Fidel. He covered the topics that was true to him. I enjoyed it. I think that that mm. number five is is he he a good five for Church Trap, and um, I think he has revolutionized his sound his fan base 
and he's in a lane that a lot of guys who've been in the game longer than him was trying to get in, but couldn't do it. So for Dale church trap, that's number five ready. What you got for four? Number four is all time by Dayton. His name is Stefano. Um, the name of the CD is Chill CD. The name of the MP3 is Chill Heaven Comes. Uh, y'all might remember Stefano from back in the day, like way back in the day. He's dope. Um, you can see him through the album kind of warm up and get hot and get like into the bars. So if you love bars and you know what to expect if you like Dayton. So if you like Dayton, then get to Stefano, you will be pleased. It's, it's, it's dope. So that's the one I got for number four. Stefano Till Heaven Comes. Sketch. Number four, again, this may be a bit unconventional, but it's an instrumental project by Wes Pendleton called Tell Me About Yourself. Mm. And um, mm. it's just something that I can throw on when I'm writing or I'm needing to work or even if you want to just worship. But if you want just kind of some like chill, they're calling it these days lo-fi hip hop, uh, but it, it's just instrumental. Um, check that out. Wes Pendleton, who's made music for a variety of Christian hip-hop artists that has a lot of good instrumental um, projects as well. Yeah, he, he did some work on uh, some God Chasers project. I believe Conduit had some uh, West Penn. What else had West Penn? Yeah. Maybe it was Conduit. Was that it? Ready? Was was that the only thing he did for Yeah, I, uh, I don't think he did Conduit. He did some stuff after that. Okay. Okay. He, he did the mixtape after that. I had a whole lot of West Penn on it on the, the CD after that. Uh, That's when he was Teddy P. Ted, yeah, 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 yeah. The um, the green and white one. My goodness, the, the why is it slipping through my brain? What is it? Uh, it's gonna come to me before. So was it? Go ahead. Was it, po- was it po- poetic was it po- freedom? Freedom. freedom? Poetic freedom. There we yeah. go. I mean, seventy projects. Yeah. My God, come on, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Jasper Brown is my number four. Purposeful. Jasper, Jasper Brown came back with a vengeance. He, I mean, I think it's been what five to six years since he put out a project mm-hmm. and he put out purposeful. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. He, he had a, a song about, you know, it called it gospel and he really went into it. He was, he was in his bag, you know what I'm saying? So my number four, Jasper Brown, you know, salute to that brother. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully he, he checking out the podcast nowadays because he, he, we showing them love and stuff. So number three, ready what you get. So Jasper, Jasper Brown real quick. That is one of my favorite Christian rappers. Like Brinson. No, I've been listening to that dude. The first album forever that I think I got off a of CD baby. Man. So, <laughs> no, you put me on to him. Yeah, yeah, you put me on to him. Yeah, you you know what? So let, me, my, let me just say this: Ready put me on to maybe fifty percent of all the Christian rap I listen to. So okay, we're just gonna put that out there. <laughs> so number three, number three, I got uh, So Augustine's Legacy. Mm-hmm. Now, if all of these, all of these last three can be flipped, and all be number one to me. So Augustine's legacy is so dope because you see Esso do everything. Yeah. You see him do a little bit of singing. Mm-hmm. You see him do some upbeat stuff. Um, all of the stuff has messages. It's just a great, it's a great album. Yeah. So um I was I was really splitting hairs to um kind of get to number three to number one. But yeah, SO Augustine Legacy picked that up. Yeah. yeah. 
So who? Oh, it's sketch. It's on you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I agree with you. I had Essa's uh, Augustine's Legacy on my list too, and like you said, there's just there's a good variety. It's again, it sounds grown grown up, which appeals to me. He's talking about his wife, his kids. He's talking about White Jesus. He's rapping his butt off on that song, uh, and obviously yep. making something that a lot of some people. Uh, may find controversial but I, I think it's a good message to put out there so I really appreciated that project on. Yeah. yeah so so my number three Crumb in Theory has it Mud in Your Eye ah, number three yeah, yeah. I, I think those brothers should do another project together and I think Theory should rap a little more but when he rapped mm-hmm. he, he went off so Theory let me I must just say this Theory has it to me has one of the top 10 Christian hip hop albums of all time. I think extra, extra credit, credit extra credit is in yeah. the, the it's, it's on the Mount Rushmore Christian hip hop albums. It's top 10. Like is it's a minute there until somebody knock him off. And I haven't seen anybody even come close to knocking extra credit off. I listen to extra credit almost every day. That's all I'm going to say. Theory has <laughs> it. Extra credit. So I, number two, number two, Number two, Eshawn Burgundy yeah! for the love of money. Love of money, yeah. So, Eshawn Burgundy, if you listen to him since you've been sleeping, anybody who knows what I'm talking about, that's like early, early, early Eshawn. 2007. Um, when he was doing, yeah, this is early Eshawn before the Fire Escape mixtape. Mm-hmm. So, it's um, a dope album. There again, it's just like S.O., a lot, a lot of different singing, a lot of different rap styles, modern rap style, old rap style, little reggae stuff. He got Stephen Malcolm on there. It's just dope. Mm-hmm. So I'm splitting hands in between these these last three. So yeah, I bet, Sean Bergen. I, I bet we got the same one. So sketch two is on you, brother. Yeah, um, I'll go and throw out there the, the Kanye West um, project. Okay, uh, Jesus is King, and then Jesus is Born as well. Which, now, technically, it's not a Kanye album, but it's tied into the same thing and has the the choir from all the Sunday services event. Yep. And uh, Jesus King, I admit, I, I don't think it's Kanye's best work artistically, and I didn't super enjoy it at first, but I was also super rejoicing at just the change in his life and the content here. That he's, this is super overt. There's Christian rappers now that probably wouldn't name their album Jesus is King, and here's Kanye doing it. You know, I need you, I, need, I need you to repeat that. Album. I need you to repeat that sketch. I need you to say that. Say it with your chest. <laughs> yeah. So we talked about before. You know, some Christian rappers have changed some strategy and not been as overt. And these days, we, many of them probably would think that it would be too cheesy or that it would be, I don't know, just not the right move. But here's Kanye West. You know, full of zeal after salvation, and he names his album "Jesus Is King," which is. Amazing because all of the press and even people that wanted to talk bad about it had to say that phrase as they were talking bad about it. Jesus is King, um, and the Jesus is Born, which he delivered on uh, Christmas Day, as promised, is the, the choir component to his Sunday services. That is a fantastic just worship album uh, that you'll hear sampled on Jesus is King, and then um, you've got some kind of remixes of some Kanye songs and some secular songs. Uh, so I've really enjoyed this project. Man, so my number two, Eshawn Burgundy for the love of money. Yep. The reason I love this project is because you can tell 
he spent three years on this project and I hear three years worth of work, three years worth of prayer, three years worth of growing, three years worth of I need to be true to who I am after the Humble Beast deal, after, you know, moving from this place to this place. I think he went from this three years. I think he went from Florida to Georgia, Georgia to New Jersey, I think that's where he is now. He might be somewhere else, you know, but he just had some amazing bars, some amazing lyrics. Um, mm-hmm. e- e- even Chance the Rapper was talking about him, you know what I'm saying? So, super dope album, super dope album art. I'll have to say that the Love of Money album cover probably was one of the best um, album covers I've seen this year, besides reversing tomorrow so i'm gonna just leave that there so we're gonna go to <laughs> we're gonna go to number one so i'm i'm gonna do my number one and then we right. so and this is why i got asterisks i got an asterisk because i got a two-way kanye west jesus is king asterisk the reason it has asterisks on it because i have yet to listen to this project the reason is mm. The reason is I'm writing my project and I don't want to I don't I don't want the influence. I I want to just, yeah. you know, go to God, get it for myself and go. But the impact that it has had on people, the impact it has had on the on the secular arena, people they said Christianity and Jesus was googled. The Google searches just went through the roof more than it ever has been on the internet and I think that's the epitome of Christian rap. Christian rap is supposed to point people to Jesus all day. It's supposed to be all about the Lord Jesus. And I believe that's what he did. He named it. Jesus is King. The press was crazy about it. Even though people doubt it, who cares? People were talking about Jesus. That's, that's what matters. So that's my Mm -hmm. asterisk. The asterisk is, is number one because I haven't heard it, but my number one that I did hear. Stephen Malcolm Second City. Mm, yeah. The bars were there. The beats was there. Stylistically, he was all over the place. The hooks was right. It had a mainstream feel. If he had a hundred thousand dollars or two hundred thousand dollars behind this project, it would be out of here. Mm. It would be out of here. Stephen Malcolm Second City. Sketch what you got for number one. So it's actually a project that you guys have already mentioned, but I have it pretty much for number one is the um, Crumb and Gary has it. Here's mud in your eyes. And actually, I, it's actually kind of part of the trilogy. You were talking about you wanted to hear them like work together more. So before they put the Here's mud in your eye out, they did a tape um, for kind of like on Bandcamp, and I think it may still be there, but it's called Fat, and that one blew me away because. There's this consistent theme running throughout that album of a there's a TV Jack sermon like at the end of each kind of cut up in between mm-hmm. each each song. And it takes this whole concept of that is from the story of Jesus sitting in the dirt and making mud and putting it on a blind man's eyes so that he could see. Um, so you've got a sermon titled around that going off to this album and then here's mud in your eyes and um, then they did a, a kind of a it came out on Thanksgiving. Evidence is a producer for the secular group, um, Dilated Peoples, I believe. 
and he made like a free right. cake and asked people to rap over it. So Theory and Crumb did it over Thanksgiving break, and it's called the Muddy Squirrel Thing, and you can get it on their band camp too. So if you enjoyed his Mud in Your Eyes, check out that, and also check out Muddy Squirrel because you'll get more of that. Um, Theory's not rapping as much on, on the others. He's still mostly doing beats, but he does rap some on Muddy Squirrel. So um, I love the just the concept of it, and uh, both dudes can rap, and both dudes can make good beats. It's very soulful and gritty and... Um, so that's, that's number one. Boom. Ready. All right. So my number one, uh, Sit Out of Corner, Study Season 3. Um, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, it's, uh, it's really, really good. Um, he got West Coast Beats. He got Big Hurt on the album. I believe he got Dayton on the album, Killing It. I think Biz is on the album. Precise. Um, lyrically, Precise is on the album. Riggs is on the album. Lyrically, yeah. this is the best I've heard him. Mm. And y'all, anybody who knows Selah knows he has bars, but lyrically, he did everything, mm. right? Um, good topics. I'm, I think this is his last album. At the end of the album, he kind of alludes to maybe I'm done here. Maybe there's a new season coming and I'm done here. I hope not, but it's a great album. So if you didn't pick it up, if you picked up some, some of the other mainstream ones, go and pick up this one and just listen to it. I'm telling you, it's dope. If you heard the song with him and Big Hurt, then you already know. So I would say Putty Season 3, number one. Wow. Say a lot of corner. Wow. Hoodie season. Okay, let's go to artist of the year. Artist of the year. You want me to start? Yeah, go. You want me to start? Yeah. So, artist of the year is easy. Mm. It's 1K Few. Okay. Why is it 1K Few? Mm. 1K Few, I believe, came out with two albums this year, and they both was dope. Then he's been on NBA. I think he's on NBA 2K. Mm. I think I've heard him on commercials. He is everywhere. He has a he has a um like a movie thing that he's that he's working with a social club as well where they do these little episodes. So one KFU is on fire right now. Mm. To me, in between him and Aaron Cole, and I believe it's him because of the impact he's had. It's been large. He's everywhere. So one KFU, artist of the year. Wow. Sketch who you got? I would say Kanye West. I, I, <laughs> Was following, <laughs> I was following the, the Sunday services stuff since uh, last January when you got just a couple snippets and then Coachella, he did the first thing that the general public could see. And I think he's really shifted and shaped things up to where people are talking about it. They're kind of maybe even reevaluating their approach to putting their faith in their music and that sort of thing, both on the secular side and the Christian side. So uh, I'm going to throw Kanye in our camp and give him that title this year wow you you say kanye is chh all the way huh okay yeah I, from what i've i've heard at least in his music and in some of his interviews he's he on jimmy kimball asking if he's a christian rapper and he says i'm a christian anything or everything uh, so. yeah yeah i mean you can't front on sunday service no yeah, yeah. you cannot front on sunday service so i mean He's my asterisk artist of the year. <laughs> yeah. 
Asterisk Artist of the Year. My, the other one, the the flip coin, I I have to say Derek Minor. The brother put out mm. three projects, went bar for bar, with propaganda. I mean, bar for bar with everybody on his label. Done a ton of mm-hmm. uh, a ton of uh features for forty city tour. I mean, mm. as far as far as like being visible in the Christian hip hop space, I I don't think with without the 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 so, reach thing. I would say, honestly, outside of Kanye, the guy who's got the most visualization is probably Toby, the, the new new week way. True. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he is everywhere. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's on ESPN. Everywhere, so Toby probably underneath Kanye is probably the dude. So, and he could rap. Yeah, yeah. He, he got bars, and he can He's rap. Rapper. And he can rap. So here we go. Song of the decade. Song of the decade. Chh album of the decade. I guess we're gonna do artist of the decade. So let's start with artists of the decade. Sketch, you ready for it? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Okay. Hit is it Kanye? No, I, I we we talked about that before we started recording, but I think I'll still give it to Lecrae. Okay. Um, when you look yeah. back at just his his trajectory and the amount of impact and kind of leading the movement, kind of taking that um, helm from. I don't know, KG52 is maybe one of the most well-known or better-selling guys um, before then, and he, he took it, and there was a lot of energy around uh, what Rich was doing at first, and then when he kind of shifted his strategy, uh, a lot of people followed that, a lot of people disagreed with it, um, but it's hard to deny that he you know, was kind of the, the face of our scene in the last two years. Ready? Who you got? So this one was difficult because you got to look at like the Mason Dixon line where the cutoff is. So you, you have Lecrae with Anomaly and I believe some some other great albums coming up through the early, you know, 2010 on. And then you have NF coming in. And so there, there's a question as to whether NF is still even a Christian rapper from some of the interviews he's done that I've just seen on mm-hmm. YouTube. So. I'm not sure if I place him in that bucket because of that conversation. More, more, maybe he's more just uh, somebody who believes in God and not rap person right now. So um, I got to go with Lecrae, but only because of the kind of question, the questionable nature of whether I'm. I'm not even sure if NF is in that in our market. If he was ever for us when he when he kind of switched. So I guess that's my question. So Lecrae. This this is gonna surprise a lot of people. Artists of the decade is I don't have one. The re the reason I don't have one is I think if we if we go secular, it's easy to do that, right? Because secular people, you know what they're about, and due to the fact that sometimes we got people with gray albums like we don't know where you at i can't get i can't do it like if we was talking secular i'd be like oh that's easy justin bieber 
artist of the decade. Christian? Mm. I don't know. Like, if I had to give it to somebody, I would say Flame. Flame? I would say Flame. Who's, like, because he never had anything great. And he beat uh, Katy Perry for $2 million. I would say after a while, no pun intended, he flamed out. No. No, the one the like, the, the album with him and Mike Real, that was crazy. That was good. But after that he released the album that was just not flame. It just didn't it wasn't this I think it's the last album, it's the one I heard and I was like, Wow, this don't seem like he's all in on music. Okay. Okay. So, well, what about Bizzle? Well, Flame. Yeah, I agree with Bizzle. If you're looking at his arc in Christian hip hop specifically, and not trying to branch out necessarily, I agree with Bizzle. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, Bizzle. Um, who who is who is your unsung hero of the decade? Like we talk about the business. Eshawn Burgundy, probably. Eshawn Burgundy. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Because I don't think enough people talk about him. I don't think people understand that he came from doing stuff with Black Milk and Jazzy Jeff. And people don't understand the pedigree that he had before. Right. And and, and we're also in a place where we don't value bars like we used to. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So... For me, for me, right, right, the person that that I, that like when that CD comes out, when he's talking, I want to hear what he has to say. Is Eshawn? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Eshawn, you, you got an unsung hero sketch? Um, maybe Dre Murray. Dre um, Murray, yeah, yeah, Hell's Paradise, Great dude. One. That is a yeah, class guy. Whenever I see his yeah. name, I want to hear what he has to do you know, to the song or the mix or the album or whatever. So. That's good. Dre Murray. Dre Murray. That is low key, uh, album of the decade. Low key. Yeah, that's what I, I was going to have down. So if you want to go ahead and go there, but Hell's Paradise is probably the Christian rap album of the decade. Wow. Yeah. It captured a whole vibe and it was. Artsy, but there was still a lot of depth to it, and uh, it was Wit kind of coming to his own as a producer. Um, yeah, mm. I mean, that album was so good. The Cray took one of the songs from it for his own mixtape. So welcome, <laughs> <to H-Town. laughs> welcome to H Town. Exactly, Von Juan. Yeah. We sorry, bro. We know. <laughs> we know bro we know we sorry well, you know what I'm saying we feel you bro we feel you man CHH album of the decade ready um for me man and I gotta preface this by saying for me okay um uh, it's gonna be one or two it's gonna be Show Baraka or Belief and it's gonna be either mm. Show Baraka the narrative mm. which I think for me, during that period of time, like I said last year, meant a lot to me. Some of the stuff he talked about that I didn't hear any other Christian rapper want to be willing to broach because they, you know, put a fear that they might lose their market or they might lose their place in whatever churches they're in for talking about black topics in that fashion. 
Okay. So for me, the narrative, and on the other side of that, b- belief, red pills, and black sugar. Um, you think that's better than his last stuff. album? Yeah, topic-wise. Mm. Uh, belief was better. But the topics in this album about depression, about suicide, about not giving up, about, you know, being down and being up, it, it's just a lot of stuff that he addressed there that people don't want to address because they don't want to seem weak. Mm. So, yeah, those two. Man. Either one toss up. Belief, black, um, red pills, black sugar, or show Baraka narrative. So, man, I... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You, yeah. I, I, I think... Let me see. I think this is 2010. Um... Oh man. I think this is 2010. I hope this is 2010 cuz I don't want to be wrong. All right. Cuz my my CHH album of the decade and the song of the decade is listed on the same one. So mm. Oh man. Go to your song of the decade first. I I I forgot to look at the year. You want me to go? Yep. Song of the Decade. Yeah. Okay. So, Song of the Decade, I went through a lot of different songs. There's a song by Stephen Malcolm on um, one of his albums before he got signed. Um, that was a great song for me. Actually, it was on his last album. Yeah, it was on his last album. That was a great song. It was a slower song. I can't think of the name of it. But it was almost something, something similar to Oceans. Um, KB also did his version of Oceans. Um, you also got... Uh, Andy Minio and, and a lot of his songs that sold so much that did great. But for me, it's uh, growing up, right? And my mom loved Shirley Caesar. So immediately when I heard this song, I was like, what is Shirley Caesar doing on the song with KB? Not today's <laughs> sake. Mm. So for me, that song kind of exemplifies what, you know, maybe Christian rap is, 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 is a lot about. And when I heard it, it's just crazy. It's one of those things you can play anywhere. It's a good workout song. Um, exemplifies the modern day style of rapping. Great beat. It just goes. So for me, it's not today's Satan KB. Mm. Song of the decade. Sketch what you got, song of the decade. This is super hard, and I'm going to throw something out there, and I'll probably think of two more when I get off the phone. Uh, but I would say KB is another like low-key like superstar in this game i i don't always like his sound sometimes it's been a little too new school for me but that dude has a powerful pen he believes what he says he's always putting genius in his raps and i really appreciate that brother's heart and just lately i've, I've really enjoyed music even too so i i think that's a good pick really um and when i the the, the songs that i just thought about was um Background by Lecrae with any video in the sea light, mm. and it's not one that I super enjoy. I, I honestly think any video, you know, sounded too much like Drake on the song. But um, and it's, it's 2010, but it was a little bit of the handing off of the torch. So Lecrae had kind of been the face, and then he was like, "Here's the other guys that are coming up behind me." And um, you can say what you want about Lecrae and Reach, but it feels like he's he's done a good job of um, staying. 
the label head, but also raising up a bunch of artists behind him, whether it's uh, Andy or like you talk about 1KU or, you know, he's got a new crop of guys coming right behind him each time. And this was kind of a, you know, the symbolic hand off of that. And it's still, it, even though sonically it sounds a bit like a great song, it's still worshipful. You can kind of get into it. I've seen it, it's been performing at shows and it's a, it's a hand lifting moment. So I guess the background by the play within the news. So let me let me throw something in there right quick. Andy Minio, yeah. you can't stop me. Has to be somewhere in the top five. Okay. Yeah. That like way. top five songs of the decade. Yeah. Okay. Top. You got streams on that one. I believe it was number one streams. You can't stop yeah. me. Yeah. And kids love it. Kids love to scream that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my song of the decade is "For You" by K9. Oh, mm. so that was that was in 2010. That was 2010. 2010 for you yeah. by K9. I think, and, and and I said the song of the decade is is on the the Christian hip hop album of the decade, which is "Bible Stories" by K9. For you. The epitome of Christian rap is Jesus. Like in in Bible stories, the epitome of Christian rap. Dude took the Bible, wrapped the Bible, took the Bible and wrapped the Bible. Like I'm like, why nobody else thought about that? And I'm sure somebody has, but I don't think they did it to this extent. And for you, yeah, um, I think the impact that it has because the first time I met Ready Rider the first and only time we ever met in person was at this concert I believe it was 2011 or 2012 K9 was there K Drama mm-hmm. uh, D-Mob D-Mob Lee Son was there it was all mm-hmm. a plethora of Christian rappers Seda was there from New York and when K9 did for you the whole concert shut down. People went mm-hmm. into worship. It was an altar call. You physically felt the presence of God in that. It wasn't even a church. It was a Christian club. You you physically felt the presence of God coming there. It was like the glory of God, the weightiness of God came in in that place. And to see that in a concert, which it shouldn't be abnormal to see that at a Christian concert but due to the fact of the shift of the culture of what's been going on in the last decade it's been far and few between so when that happens those moments are special and I think that's a special song to talk about the death burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ which is what we all about so I I think for you is the epitome of the good news of Christ and, and it's the epitome of uh Christian rap in itself. So Song of the Decade for you, K9, CHH album of the decade, Bible stores. Excellent. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So fellas, we did it. We got through it. You know, this 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 is always the longest podcast of the year, which is great because you know we get to talk about some of our favorite things. So Anything you guys want to talk about before we we sign off? Sketch, you got anything coming up that everybody need to look out for? Where they can find you on social media, everything. 
Yeah, um, I will say I'll give you an honorable mention. Escaping tomorrow, I think it's probably your, your best work. So reversing tomorrow. Check it out. <laughs> reversing. <laughs> what did I say? You said it's, you you merged you merged escaping me, my first and my my latest album, escaping me and reversing oh tomorrow. Goodness. It's all good. I'm sorry, I'm just still immersed in the Brinson catalog. Hey! Um, so, but yeah, check it out. Uh, yeah, and as far as social media, like I said, I'll still be writing uh, my Houston Chronicle blog. And I talk to rappers, and social media is sketching the gym. So I appreciate you having me on, allowing me to give some of my opinions and, and cut up with you guys. Uh, it was fun. Oh, man, this was fun. Ready? What you got coming up? Where people can find you? Uh... I'm not really anywhere. I, I peek in on Twitter here and there. I'm not really a, a, a social media type person, but you will be hopefully hearing my voice as I get some stuff mixed and mastered and, and start to push out some songs, um, really topic-based songs. Hopefully the songs can help you grow, help you where you are, um, be a soundtrack for that season in your life. Um, so that that is basically what I have to say. Thanks for inviting me in. It's always a pleasure to do this. Um, I had to do some hard research on some of these topics. <laughs> I see we I see we dodged the movie of the decade, which is Spider Verse, but that's okay. Spider Verse um, is the movie of the decade. Okay. Oh man, <laughs> for me, okay. yes. Okay, okay, okay. Spider Verse, <laughs> yeah. is the movie of the decade. I'm going with Black Panther, movie of the decade. Fight me, don't at me. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> So you can find you can find Ready Writer on Twitter. It's Ready Writer, but the writer has two T's on it. So get at him. You know what I'm saying? Make him come out of his social media shell and respond. You know what I'm saying? At him. And and like I said, you could get his mix, you could get free Ready Writer mixtapes, noisetrade.com backslash Ready Writer. And you can hear him on multiple god chasers releases 70 projects i'm pretty sure he's on like 68 of them so fellas appreciate you guys coming in everybody if if you love what you say you disagree with us you know what i'm saying hit us up on twitter instagram all that good stuff let's have a dialogue you know what i'm saying jesus is lord you god chasing a all.